Micro Monday again, the weekly microcast where we get to know members of the Micro.blog community. I'm Jean McDonald. I'm the community manager here at Micro.blog, and today I'm very pleased to welcome my guest, who is Adam Tinworth. Uh, Adam is at Adders on Micro.blog. Welcome, Adam. How's it going today? Very well, thank you very much. It's been a been a relatively relaxed Sunday, as, as far as Sunday, family Sundays are ever relaxed. Okay, well, I'm glad. Of course, people will be on a busy Monday listening to this. Um, so we hope everybody had a good weekend. Um, Absolutely. And before we dive into all the blogging and potentially non-blogging topics, what would you like the listeners to know about you? My name's Adam Timworth. Once upon a time, I was a journalist, uh, but about, well, in the about 10 years into my journalism career, a bit less, I started getting involved in online stuff, online communities in the late 90s. Uh, I then discovered blogging in 2001, uh, which was a transformational moment for me on a number of levels. First of all, because it suddenly meant I could write what I want without having to petition editors mm -hmm. to let me write it. But also, just on a technological basis, uh, 18 odd years later, this seems ridiculous, but the magazine I was working for at the time, um, they'd, for, they'd, at that point, for about five years, they'd had a paywalled business information site. Uh, but they, they could only publish to the web twice a day. Their, their whole CMS was built about sort of staging out all of the content and then just pushing it to live twice a day. And that seems ludicrous, unimaginable to most people mm -hmm. now, I'm sure. But back then, it was not that uncommon. And to be handed in a live journal account and suddenly realized I could press publish and I was on the web, suddenly made a little part of my brain go, oh, dear, that kind of changes everything. I better learn about this. <laughs> so that's where I started going involved in blogging, a mix of sort of combination of fear, interest, and delight. Yeah, It's probably the best way of describing it. That led to me becoming, um, rather than a, a working journalist, uh, I was sucked into the editorial development team at my company um, to lead uh, an exercise where we set up a whole load of business blogs that were very successful for a while. So through the late um, the late twenty uh, the late two thousands, we were driving lots and lots of traffic to those. But by the early twenty tens, it was very evident the company was moving away from content as the major part of its business. So I went freelance in 2012, um, partially because of that, but partially because I had a daughter on the way. I wanted to spend uh, a little bit of time parenting. So since then, I've been a freelancer doing a mix of consultancy and training, a lot of training, mm -hmm. uh, an amount of writing, um, and increasingly consultancy over the last couple of years, as well as being a lecturer uh, for journalism students at one of the, the universities in London. Mm-hmm. Wow, so that's a that's a full plate that I'm hearing yes. <laughs> over the last few years. Well, I, I can years. quite genuinely say that uh, that moment when I started typing into Live Journal in 2001 changed my life in the sense that it defined my career. From yeah. about uh, it's only about five years later that it changed my career completely, and it has pretty much defined the rest of my working life since. I know that feeling. I, I mean, when you you said it and you said that changed my life. I think about the moment that I first clicked publish on a, you know, a FTP program. And, ah, uh, yes. And that moment, I mean, it actually was, it was exciting. It was also uh, a signature of what kind of has become my career, which is working with geeks. 
but yeah. trying to uh, make what they say understandable to non-geeks. And I'm now having terrible flashbacks to FTPing the files up to a server to upgrade movable type to the next version, yes. changing the permissions and hoping nothing would break and not being sure whether I'd be able to fix it if it did break because I was an English literature graduate trying to play around with computer right. science. Right, yeah. Russian history here. Um, and uh, that was uh, – yeah, so I, I had been looking forward to that day because up until that point I knew – something about making web pages, but I didn't know how to get them on the web. And I worked with some programmers at the company I was working with, whose job it was to publish the stuff. But, you know, in retrospect, of course, now having worked with lots of software engineers and developers, I realized they didn't like having that on their job. Yeah. <laughs> job <I'm list>. <laughs> because they would say, oh, we can't even get to that for like two weeks. And I'd be like, really? Like, really? And then... But I didn't know, and uh, I actually – so I took a whole entire web design intensive course with the thought that I will wow. learn. I will learn how to FTP things. And uh, once I did it, I was like, oh, that's it? Yes. <laughs> that's all it is? <laughs> it really wasn't a challenge. Well, it, once the good software started emerging, it wasn't that challenging. No. No, exactly. And even then, you know – and so, yeah, that's when I became a website designer um, and moved from marketing into, you know, this more technical uh, production type person. And I sort of keep switching back and forth between those two extremes. But it was a lesson for me of, you know, learning that um, it's probably better to figure it out on your own um, if you can. Yes. And, Absolutely. Uh, but that's what blogging is all about, I think, you know, if you, <laughs> or it, it, it should be. Um, but anyway, so. There's, there's, there's certainly a fun to rolling up your sleeves and, yeah. and figuring out what you can do with your site, yes. I was interested because I did look up at your offerings, your course offerings, which sound really interesting for journalists who want to work um, online and, and some very important uh, subject like social media and audience engagement and yep. such that, you know, from the point of view of editorial, which is a, yep. is a different animal than, than marketing. But you're on micro.blog, which is not really social media audience engagement directed. And I was curious how, how micro.blog fits in with what you do now and, and what you like about it, why you're here, because you're certainly one of our um, active members. That's a complex question. Um, I, the original reason I was there was it was a Kickstarter and it was for a blog platform, so I backed it. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm a big fan of competition in the sense that I was beginning to worry some years ago that we were moving towards a word world where basically if you wanted to blog, you use WordPress. Mm -hmm. And I have I have absolutely nothing against WordPress, but a, I don't like a world where there is only one single dominant product because I don't think that's good for driving competition onwards. And B, I just personally, I've never really got on with WordPress for whatever reason. It just, you know, I have to use it all the time in various jobs, mm -hmm. but it just, I, it just doesn't appeal to me personally. There's just something about the concepts, the user experience. And so uh, yeah, a couple of years back, there were a number of Kickstarters over a couple of years for new blogging platforms yes. that I backed, including Blog including one that's gone away now called Typed. I remember uh, that. And Ghost. 
Um, and I backed all three of those, and two of them I'm still using to this day. <laughs> uh, Micro the blog is interesting because although I teach social media, and it is inevitable that most journalism businesses have to engage with social media because that's where so many of the people are. I have never been a huge fan of social media in the way it has evolved. I often describe myself as being trapped in an abusive relationship with Twitter. I mean, I was very early on Twitter. <laughs> yes. I was there late 2006. Um, and I enjoyed Twitter very much the first four or five years. But there's part of me now that would very happily quit Twitter if it wasn't so utterly central to the way most journalists, particularly in the UK, but the US as well, operate. And so I can't really afford to run away from it. And uh, Facebook particularly, I've been... I remember having conversations around 2008, 2009, back when I had a proper job with you in the office, and I was worried about Facebook even then. It felt like a trap. It felt mm -hmm. like a roach motel. And over 10 years isn't actually very satisfying no. because it's the I, uh, Facebook particularly has been very damaging to the journalism industry in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, not least what in George's engagement circles we tend to call the, the face apocalypse of last year. When uh, early early part of 2018, they uh, basically dropped organic reach on pretty much everything that looked editorial, and that was a, a fairly cry a fairly big crisis time for a lot of my former students who work in in this space. Yeah. So I I really like I mean I I'm fascinated by some of the structural things the micro dot blog brings to the table. I love the like the lack of likes. I love the fact you sort of exist in this void of feedback about how many people are reading your stuff or reacting to your stuff unless they actually type something back to you mm -hmm. and as somebody who was before i started teaching about social media i was teaching community management and things like that oh. so much your territory no, or you can essence <laughs> I, i'm fascinated by the impact that has on the community yeah so if, if you like something there's no passive way of indicating that if you like and enjoy something, you actually have to make an effort to participate in a conversation around it. Mm -hmm. And that creates a conversationally driven, well, that appears to be generating a conversationally driven environment rather than an attention seeking environment, if that makes sense. Yes, that does. Make and sense. it's very interesting watching uh, the, 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 the Facebook empire start to back away from likes as a default metric in some of the experiments they're running in certain parts of the world mm. because I think they are a very toxic behavior method. In fact, I've got a, I've got a, a folder on my desktop right now, um, which is labeled Twitter misuse images, which mm -hmm. is part of building uh, a lecture, which I'll be giving later this term to my students at city university in London, sorry, city comma university of London. I could never got used to the name change. Um, uh -huh which is about how journalists sometimes get sucked into the attention gaming uh, environment of social media and to their own detriment and the detriment of the trust between them and their readers. So there's that reason I'm a micro to blog, but also I just miss the old style of blogging. Mm -hmm. uh, my, you know, one man is a blog, which is my main blog. If you like inverted commas has been going since 2003. And if you dig back into the archives, it was much more, sort of traditional blogging, lots of small excerpts and quotes and links to stuff and random things happening in my day. But somewhere around the late 
2000s, it became much more serious and much more focused on in-depth pieces about journalism. And uh, and that stuff I used to enjoy about blogging, those sort of random anecdotes about the day and links and pictures, all sort of just got diffused out to the wider social web and some of it was on Twitter and some of it was on Facebook. I've been able to just have this space again where I can stick up random stuff and not worry about it. Mm-hmm. That's very led on people and the exchange of what's going on in people's lives. That really appeals to me. I've really missed that. And I think the drift away from it's surprisingly hard to do that sort of blogging on a lot of the other blog platforms out there. Oh, uh, really? Well, just not because technically, but things like the design of the, the design of the themes that are out there, mm-hmm. finding a theme that's a, so many themes now, it's sort of, if you if you don't have the ability to sit there and code your own right. themes, which I do not, um, you're so dependent on what theme designers are doing and actually finding good themes that support well, you know, just simple links and pictures and, you know, posts without headlines. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really hard. Oh, they're just not, they're most, so many of them are not built for it. And I tried, yeah, well, particularly because I'm fairly time starved with a uh, freelance career, two young children. Uh, my wife and I both working part time. Um, just finding the time to build it in a way I wanted just never really happened. But microblog, just micro dot blog, just does it. Mm-hmm. It's designed from that in the ground up. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's why I enjoy it. Well, before we start recording, I mentioned to you that I'm a little concerned about um, helping a friend, a young friend, you know, so early twenties friend, get set up her up her space on the web in a way that makes sense to her. Yes. You know, but that away from my point of view as an older person and potential employer, if I were employing anybody, mm-hmm. you know, that makes sense to a different. And, and, you know, that they didn't grow up with this like serendipity of people just had their own corners of the web and they did what they wanted on them. And you might find them through links, through web rings. There was no yeah. Twitter, Facebook, or anything like that. And they just sort of, you know, organically became connected, more or less, in the early days. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I was. I, I heard an interesting talk um, at Next Conference in Berlin, uh, sorry, in Hamburg now, mm-hmm. um, a week ago, talking about the difference between the different sort of major age groupings. And that generation are, are at once much more familiar with the aspects of digital than some of us are mm-hmm. but also very very cautious for them you know their, their identities are highly curated but they're very careful about what's visible and what's seen and they're much more happy to have things disappear which which feels like a lo- very yes. long way away from the <laughs> the weird the weird corners of the web that many of us sort of got into in the early um in the well late 90s early 2000s yeah a lot of my a lot of my early contact with the web was through forums and uh particularly mailing lists for role-playing yes, games t- yes. tabletop role-playing games because uh, i used to freelance for a long defunct uh role-playing magazine called arcane in the uk um mm. and that led to me having some contact with the developers at a company called white wolf and so for the early 2000s i was doing quite a lot of game uh, role-playing game book writing mm-hmm. and sort of existing in that little corner of the web 
um, which still exists and is still very busy on Kickstarter and things like that. But those sort of sort of quirky corners seem to be harder and harder to find, and people seem more and more reluctant to participate in them. Yeah, they a lot of the, a lot of the communities on those places seem to be aging upwards <laughs> and are, are struggling to recruit younger people. And I think that's a shame. Yeah, like every generation before us, we are looking at what the kids are doing these days and wondering what of it is is it that we just can't understand and what of it is it that they can't understand and and also which, which of it is transitory, which is something they'll play with yeah. for a while. And which will become part of how they operate. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Well, on that note, I think we should wrap up this podcast because we, we, we're very profound. Uh, and we're going long <laughs> as well, aren't we? <laughs> well, because I, I, I realize like everything else I want to talk to you about is a, a separate podcast. So <laughs> I will enough. have to figure out um, – a system at some point for bringing people back onto Micro Monday. I'm trying. I haven't exhausted. Uh, I'll never exhaust the pool, obviously. But there are, you know, definitely it would be interesting to follow up with people as well. So we'll see. That'd be great. Um, but before I sign off, is there anything that you wanted to say about blogging or Micro Blog or anything that I didn't let you talk about yet? Not really. Just keep. Just keep posting interesting things from all over the world. That's what I enjoy about it. Yeah. That sort of random, like random glimpses into humanity all over the place, doing different things, living different lives. I think that's a wonderful, I think that's a wonderful uh, antidote. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. A wonderful antidote to the polarization we're seeing in so much of our politics in many places right now, yes. uh, the ability to access other people's lives in a positive way is still for all the negativity there is around the internet sometimes at the moment, mm-hmm. I think that fundamental ability to connect with, understand other people's experiences and empathize with it is one of the strongest things the internet offers us. And uh, yeah, at the moment, the stream I'm following in micro.blog definitely gives me that experience. Yeah. Same here. And you are a big part of that stream um, as uh, um, somebody else. And I apologize, I can't remember who said this, but they talked about it being, you know, people's blogs being like a window on another part of the world. And uh, that's what I missed about the decline of the personal blog as a thing, because that was one of the things, as everyone got sort of very serious and very niched and very targeted, I lost mm-hmm. that sort of, that sense of just general little glimpses into the the ordinariness of people's lives. I think that's great, because we, yeah, yeah. that's that's sometimes really interesting. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, thanks uh, for being here, Adam. And uh, listeners, if you want to follow Adam on micro.blog, there will be a link in the show notes, or you can go to micro.blog slash adders, which is A-D-D-E-R-S. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.